And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I'm your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me is the organizer of this year's Dead or Alive tournament, Tyler Fame Douglas! I may or may not have organized this tournament just to see Scantily Cut win fight each other. Uh, that is not my real purpose of this tournament. No. The purpose is to see the best fighters in the world. Of um, course. So, Alright, so we go from 1994, 95, 97, 3, to the biggest franchises in fighting games uh, with Mortal Kombat Street Fighter. Mortal Kombat Annihilation tanked? Like, I think it did horribly right at the box office, right? I think it kind of broke even, but with critical reception, it didn't really warrant a sequel. Right. So now we have to wait almost a decade, nine years, before we get another fighting game movie. And would it be Tekken? Would it be Virtual Fighter? Would it be King of Fighters or Fatal Fury? No. We get Dead or Alive. Which was pretty big in the late 90s, early 2000s. Right. I know I know for like early Xbox, OG Xbox era, Dead or Alive was like a huge get for them. It was it was very popular on Xbox, uh, which is fitting. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about... I talk about... Because we always talk about nostalgia, but with this game, I don't really have any nostalgia. Do you have any nostalgia for Dead or Alive? Not particularly. Uh, the only real... Uh, sentimental attachment I have to this is uh, back in 2015 when I moved to Austin. That was when uh, Maximilian and friends were streaming Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball, where the famous <laughs> 21 uh, meme came Ex- up, and it's exact. the greatest thing ever. So yes. that got me curious to pick up Dead or Alive 5 because that was the newest game at that point. It's all right. Oh man. Okay, for me, like I've only seen can't like just Max play it. I, I've maybe seen it offhand. I can only tell you two characters before seeing this movie who they were in Dead or Alive, and that was um, uh, Ryu Hayabusa uh, and also um, uh, uh, Kasumi because she's like the poster girl I think for the games. Yeah, she's uh, a Ryu uh, of the series, which is ironic yeah. because Ryu is Hayabusa's first name. <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, not unfortunately, we don't really have a lot of sessions. But I know a lot of people love Dead or Alive in that. Yes, and honestly, true to this movie, there's a lot of fan service. But from what I've heard about Dead or Alive, is that it's a very good technical game, a uh, very good 3D game that it gets overlooked by its sexualization of things. But what are you gonna do? It's part of the package. Um, so let's break it down before we break it down. This is directed by Corey Yoon with a screenplay by Adam Gross, Seth Gross, and J.F. Lawton. Lawton. Uh, story by J.F. Lawton. Uh, of course, this is based on Dead or Alive by Tecmo. I, they are not calling Tecmo yet, I guess. Uh, they're just Tecmo. Yeah. Uh, this is produ- produced by Jeremy Bolt, Paul W.S. Anderson. Wow. Okay, I did not know that. Robert Colzer, Bernard Eisinger, uh, Mark Altman. We'll get to the cast in a moment. This was released in America... Uh, on June fifteenth, two thousand seven, every the the, Austra- the Europe and the rest of the world got it in two thousand six for some reason. We had to wait like nine months for it. That's I can really tell weird. you the I can tell you the reason for this. Um, Go ahead. This movie uh, was only in theaters uh, over in Europe and Australia, but the movie tanked hard, and oh. the only reason we didn't get it in theaters was because it was pretty much just a home video release at that point. Really. 
Really? Okay. Wow, I did not... Okay, cool. Uh, music by Junkie XL, who I actually... He's actually a big composer now. Uh, he worked on some Zack Snyder movies. Uh, it had a budget of 30 million yen and made a box office of 7.7. .7. Oof. There you go. Oof. Uh, Alright, so let's get into the cast. We have Jamie Presley as Tina Armstrong. The, oh, I actually like that it lists their fighting styles here. This is pretty yeah. cool. Uh, Jamie Presley as Tina Armstrong, a professional wrestler. Holly Vance uh, Valance as Christy, a thief and assassin. Sarah Carter as Helena Douglas. Uh, doesn't really have a fighting style, but she is the uh, daughter of the creator of the Dead or Alive tournament. Eric Roberts as Victor Donovan, who is the tournament organizer. Um... Natasia Malfi as Ayane, a ninja assassin who seeks out to kill our certain character. Matthew Marsden as Maximilian. You know what? I thought I was like, is that James Marsden? No, that's <laughs> we couldn't afford. We couldn't afford James Marsden, so we got we got his, the lesser Marsden here. It's like he looks very familiar. He looks exactly like his brother. As a, as a thief, a Chrissy's partner. Kevin Nash, big sexy as Bass Armstrong. <laughs> Protective wrestler and Tina's overprotective father, and also pretty much looks like Hulk Hogan, which is really funny. Brian J. White as Zach, eccentric DJ. Steve Howie as Weatherby. Uh, is he a character from the game? Weatherby? I don't believe so. I'm pretty okay, sure that's... Matthew Marston is created for this game, too. Okay, because I'm like, that's definitely a... We'll talk about Weatherby in a moment. Kane Kasugi as Ryo Busa uh, from the Ninja Clan and Faithful Friend to her, Hayate. Colin Chu as uh, Colin Chu as Hayate, uh, and Devon Aoki as Kasu uh, Devon ha uh, Aoki as Kasumi, a Shinobi princess looking for her missing brother. So uh, there's more casting <laughs> here, uh, including Robin Shu, who makes a brief appearance in this film. Yes, he uh, he attacks uh, Tina's uh, boat. I'm like, is that? No, I, I just missed it uh, initially. But, uh, yeah, that is him. He attacks Tina's uh, yacht in the middle of the South China Sea, and him and his homeboys get get their ass beat. Yeah, and there's also some uh, stuntmen that play as some of the other characters. Like, we see Genfu, we see Hitomi, Leifang, all those dudes. But they don't the have a the movie. Unfortunately, they're in, in terms of wrestling, they are the jobbers. They are there to purposely get beat. Um, that is their purpose. Uh, so that's pretty much our main cast. So let's talk about the story overall for Dead or Alive. We actually have a, so the, basically the big story, we have, got four technically main characters, but really Kasumi is the main character because she's the one who we see first. Um, it follows Kasumi, Christina, a lesser extent, Christy, she's like the least important one. And then Helena, who is supposed to be important, but she's the most underdeveloped, uh, uh, Kasumi's whole deal is that um, her brother is missing, and he was declared a shinobi, which I guess is like an outlaw ninja. I guess yeah, I never is. really. Um, and so she basically abandons her village uh, or her or her uh, clan to go search for her missing brother, who she does not believe is dead. And of course, uh, Ryuhai, uh, she is invited to DOA, and she leaves in possibly the most. Um, There's a lot of crouching tiger, hidden dragon in this. Okay, there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which was it was this, to quote um, uh, the Simpsons. It was the style of the, of the time. <laughs> um, um, so that's her deal. That's her motivation. And so then you also have Tina, who is a little bit underdeveloped, but she's the most basic. But you get her in that she's a professional wrestler, 
And that pretty much, of course, the thing was, oh, she's a perfect wrestler. It's all fake. And she wants, she's pretty much Johnny Cage in that she wants to prove that she's legit, that she's not just this fake fighter, you know, yeah. which is okay. That's, that's pretty cool. And she's pretty badass. And Jamie Presley, I know she was on uh, My Name is Earl at the time, so she was very popular. Uh, I believe it was around this time, so definitely a big get for them. For and sure. then the last one, and the last one is, uh, or not the last one, but Holly Valance as Chrissy. God damn woman okay um again not really important to the plot other than other but like she just happens to round out the trio and then you have helena douglas who i've i've heard that name before yeah Um, she's really important in the lore of dead or alive as far as my recollection goes yeah and here you enter you meet her first while the other doa participants are on on the way to DOA, she's like, hello, I'm Helena, and I'm going to be your attending today. And I'm like, oh, it's, like, at first I thought, is she is she just a cameo? I'm like, no, she's actually a fighter. So we have all these characters, and they and I won't lie. I thought King of Fighters was really cool at how you get, like, these cool, like, envelopes. That's a cool way to get invited to a tournament or yeah, Mortal sure. Kombat. You, you get, the, the, get the ancient scroll. No, DOA, how do you get invited to DOA, Tyler? Uh, they throw fucking ninja shuriken with the invitation implanted on it. They it gets thrown it's... in car windshields. It nearly kills people. That's a pretty metal way to get invited to a tournament, right? And what's cool is that, and like it's a little bit lazy, but I think for for a video game aspect, I think it's cool. Every time the the, the character grabs it, it shows them and it shows what their fighting style is. I thought that was cool. I like that part. Yeah, for sure. Um, Really gives off and the it, old school arcade intro vibe. Exactly. Uh, it's almost, it almost, you know, honestly, that opening section where you're meeting the main characters, they felt like arcade openings, like like the opening to like the 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 attract mode. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, exactly. Look, listen, I might be giving this movie way more credit than it deserves, but I had a fun time watching it. Okay. Um, yeah, same here. And so, pretty much, uh, it is now for time for the annual Dead or Alive tournament. Uh, it was started under uh, Fame Douglas, who, that's an interesting name. Um, and so, uh, and, and this is going to be run under by Donovan, who is played by Eric Roberts, who can either be the greatest actor you've ever seen, or will just appear in random shit like this. Yeah, pretty um, much. He's such, he's so weird. The uh, only reason Victor. I recognize this guy is because Justin and I talked about him in Monster Island in Atomic Shark. He was also he was also one of the crime bosses in The Dark Knight, and he's Julia Roberts's brother. I'm like, that's that's the only reason I knew who he was. Uh, and he did a video, music video with Mariah Carey like ten years ago. But he's like, you know who he is. Um, and he's pretty much uh, the tur- or, sorry, tournament organizer for this. And he has this majestic God. I was so jealous of his hair uh, in this. It was so good. Um, right. And and he pretty much uh, states the rules and like you know and and. Per her twenty first birthday, Helena will be entering the tournament. Uh, uh, you know, to like, I guess, like, as a birthday present. And so, pretty much, uh, and actually, for the first time in these movies, we have a, a somewhat of a brag. We have a bracket, which is pretty cool. An actual tournament in a tournament fighter? You don't say. Yeah. Like honestly, this movie's whole deal is like because like these these movies used to happen all the time in the seventies, where you would have martial arts tournament movies and. You know, obviously, with cinema changing, with Star Wars and everything like that, it, those went away. I'm, I don't know if like, I want to say this was supposed to be an homage to those kind of movies because it felt like it. Yeah, this is pretty much a modernized, old school kung fu movie incarnate, and I do appreciate exactly. that. 
Yeah, and down to its campy nature um, and stuff like that. So the main plot is pretty much the DOA tournament. And and it really feels like a fighting game because every character has other motivations. Kasumi's trying to find out what happened to her brother Hayate. Um, Helena and her partner Max are trying to find out, get this money and steal more money. And Tina's out to prove herself. Everybody has their own individual motivi- motivi- uh, motivations. Meanwhile, the uh, in the underneath plot is that Eric Ro- uh, Donovan is uh, downloading data from all the fighters that are have been in. I'm guessing not just DOA, but the other DOAs as well. Um, and has been amassing data into creating the ultimate human fighting machine via sunglasses. I'm not kidding. Straight out of heavy rain, yo. Exactly, um, and that's pretty much the story um, of it. Uh, so I, there's not really much. There's not a lot to sink your teeth in. The, uh, so I guess we can talk about stuff that we like. So Tyler, what are some of the stuff that you liked about this movie? So there's a lot of action in this film, and true to uh, the nature of Dead or Alive, from what I've seen, it can be pretty goofy and exploitive at times, uh, oh, in a good God. way. Like, there's the I mean, they they purposely pair off the women, uh, Christy, Tina, and Kasumi, where they have the the, the climbing the, the the Buddha, and they're that's like they're just okay. We're gonna have them climb this just to moan. That's all we're doing this for. Pretty a pretty Charlie's Angels esque uh, scene that one. Ex- exactly. Um, <laughs> there's even the later fight with uh, Helena and and Christy in in. In the rain, on the beach, for some reason. It was a cool fight. It was shot well. But, yeah, it's pretty much mostly there. Not only for exposition, but also to get the girls a little wet. Yes. Um, and I have to admire that, like, the movie does not play itself seriously at all. Yeah, it takes the piss at every opportunity, and I appreciate it when movies don't take themselves too seriously. Otherwise, they just end up coming up as pretentious and bad, you know? Ex- exactly. And I feel, I don't, again, we're not DOA players, so we don't know how this fits with the, the lore of the game. But I had a good time watching it. It was an inner, is it the greatest thing ever? No, the CGI was, was pretty bad. Uh, the blue screen, green screen stuff was pretty bad, especially when they were jumping out of the, uh, the, the plane to get to DOA? Yeah, for me, it was the first scene when uh, Kasumi takes off her cloak and uh, it lands oh on the sword. <laughs> and at the so end, it, when, when she when she jumps off and uh, the random-ass hang glider comes out, it's like, what? Um, what? What? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really fucking strange. Um, but i think it was like some people may see this like, oh this is bad like this is like i feel like so far every fighting game every movie we watched so far has been all camp and fun and, I, and this obviously continues that trend like fighting game movies should be campy because of their inherent ridiculous nature of gathering all these weird eccentric people into one area for sure if it t- if it takes itself too seriously you get probably next week's movie and we'll get to that eventually Okay, I don't tell me what it is, but I think I know what it is. Um, so there's that. Uh, I like that because it was a centralized island, we got to see like basically stage recreations, which we have not seen in a movie yet. Um, like because obviously Street Fighter was its didn't have its was not like you didn't go to iconic Street Fighter locations. Mortal Kombat kind of did, but not really, you know. Yeah, it was pretty much their own interpretation of 
Outworld and Shang Tsung's Island at that point. Exactly. Here, the one that comes up to my mind immensely is when Tina fights Bass, when she fights her dad Bass for the first time. On the raft, we got a fight on on the river, or a lake, I think, in, in a raft fight. Like, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and they had and Dead or Alive is one. Yeah, Dead or Alive is one of those uh, rare 3D fighting games where you do get run out. Like in uh, I also think of the Tina and Zach fight where they're fighting in like that te- that 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 Temple Square in that Octagon Arena. Like that was that's like that's a fighting game arena. Like that's for sure. That's that was so sick. Um, like like there, and you could tell most of the budget that they had was probably used on location. I think they sh- it looks like they shot on location for some of like the outdoor stuff and they built stuff for it. Um. But and even even the final fight with uh, with Ryu and, and Donovan inside where all the characters like that's that's straight up final boss like final stage uh, uh, fighting. Unfortunately, it doesn't really end there. But I like that idea for sure. I like the idea of uh, having uh, stages from um, from the games appear in the movie. Exactly, pretty much. Again, I don't know how iconic, but I do love that. Like just the, just those tropes are there. I, I thought that was I thought that was really really good. Um, that being said, I gotta be negative. Listen, I understand this movie supposed to be campy, but Kasumi was the worst one. I don't know yeah. what she was doing. Like, I get that she was supposed to be like stoic princess, but she sounded so stiff and bored. It was just like, oh my god, I I can't with this girl. Like, I understand. Um... In the games, uh, Kasumi is kind of the bland uh, heroine of the series. But they didn't have to go that far. She could have easily have taken the piss like everyone else in this movie. And maybe she was because she was definitely doing like the overdramatic kind of thing. But it just didn't ring as fun as, say, the other characters, you know? For sure. Uh, like, like, and and and, you, and then you paired off with Hayabusa, who's almost doing the same thing. And I think that obviously was an intentional thing. I just don't think it worked as well as the other characters. Yeah, it is kind of disappointing that uh, they didn't have uh, Hayabusa in his uh, traditional garb that you see in Ninja Gaiden. Like right. he dresses they... like that in the games, uh, Dead or yeah. Alive. Maybe they couldn't get that through legal or something, or you know who knows? Because you know there's like a whole thing with that shit. Um, I'm so su- actually I was surprised because uh, I thought Ryu Habusa was like not was like a later thing for DOA, not early. No, he's um, been there since the beginning. Wow, he's even won a few know. tournaments from my research. Crazy, I had no idea. Um, so you have that. Um, that being said, I do love Chrissy was the most fun just because of like. She like granted she's like, you know, generic. I want to get rich, girl. But like she just had like, you wanted to watch her, and not just because she was half naked in her opening scene. Yeah, it's obvious that they picked her uh, because Christy was one of the newer characters from Dead or Alive three at that point, and she was uh, okay. tailor made to be sexy assassin girl. So okay. it's obvious that they picked her to be a main character on that alone. Despite that, she is pretty fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, I really thought it was creative. Granted, again, is very lewd, but, like, her, you know, like, using her sex appeal to basically trick the, the, um, 
like, oh, let me get dressed, and then you know, trick tricking the the two police, the three policemen into basically beating their asses was really really great. And then I want to know how she stuffed that old man inside that suitcase, like that entire old man just willy just in that suitcase and took his trench coat and hat. God damn, lady, that's that's some tact there. Yes, like Jesus, like and you could tell he was nervous. You could tell that guy was like, "Oh no, why?" Like the fact that I mean, like I would be weirded out if this hot blonde British woman just showed up on an elevator. Um, it was, it was, it's ridiculous. Um, and I think that's what this movie is. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, but it's ridiculous in the best possible way, for sure. Um, as for Tina, I I wish Tina had more. But I do like Jamie Presley, so I thought, like, she definitely had that, like, that sense of, like, confidence. Like, I know I'm a bad bitch, and I I'm, I can fuck you up. But she, it wasn't, like, exuberant like Christy, but it wasn't dead like Kasumi's. It was, it was, it was perfectly good. Yeah, she's probably the most balanced out of all the main cast, I, I feel. Yeah, I just wish that with her fight with uh, with Kevin with I mean Bass with her dad that they put more wrestling moves in there because like she's a pro- like I understand okay she doesn't want to be a professional wrestler because it's fake whatever you still know how to do like I kind of like the only thing I, nitpicky I can say with her is that like okay can you do like an arm drag or can you do like um, wrestling moves like like Kasumi she did wrestling moves uh, um, and, and Christy did like like you know her like sneaky thief shit but. Uh, Tina didn't really do wrestling shit other than like typical strikes and stuff like that. I assume she didn't have enough time for training uh, to get in a few wrestling moves with Kevin Nash. I think she probably just trained for like the regular martial arts team uh, stuff. I would assume so, yeah. It would have just been cool, like maybe one or two. Maybe I was totally expecting Kevin Nash to powerbomb her, like through something, but that didn't happen. He didn't really do much, but hey, it's big sexy. It, it, like you could tell. Like the thing is, Kevin Nash, he's only in there for maybe what three minutes total, and you want to talk about his his interrupting scenes? Oh my god, are we talking about that now? So. <laughs> Honestly, like, listen, you could, you might have, people might have a problem with this now, but I found it funny. Um, uh, oh god, Kasumi is fighting with Leon, uh, who's not mentioned in the in the credits. I just noticed that, but he's just another jobber. Is he a robot? Can you look up if he's a robot? Because I thought he was a robot. Um, okay, so um, Leon, I believe, is an Italian mercenary who uses Sambo close quarters combat. That's what it says on his Wikipedia article. Oh, okay, he just moved like a robot. I was like, is he a robot? Um, so, uh, Kasumi is fighting, and they fight into uh, Max and Chrissy's room. So, of course, Chrissy's like, well, thank you, let me... Goes into with Tina, and then I guess they rigged up the, the bracket to where Tina would fight her dad first in the quarterfinals. And so, I was like, alright, honey, we gotta do this. And then he catches her, his daughter with another hot woman. I was like, oh, okay, I didn't... I didn't know you were like that. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, just, just, it's just really awkward and stuff like that. It's, um, I thought it was really funny. They put it off really, really well. For sure. I didn't expect Bass to be the type of dude to support LGBT rights, but that's good. Good for him. Yeah, and actually, Kevin, I think he's like that in real life, too, which is really, really great. Cool. Um, uh, the, the best part, though, is that he comes across, he's like, all right, we're going to do this again. Uh, I was like, oh, does does Christy know about you, too? And she's just palling around with Kasumi. I'm like, 
Dad, not every woman I talk to I'm having a lesbian relationship with. I'm not having anything. As far um, as you know. No, exactly. Uh, but he went out pretty well. And that's the last time you see of him. I assume he just leaves the island. Um, which, speaking of, it's called Dead or Alive. No one actually fucking dies in this thing. I mean, it's just a name. I always, I'm pretty like, sure that's the case in the games, too. Is it? Okay. I thought, like, okay, all right, I thought they were just being PG with it, but if that's the case in the game, that's perfectly fine. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I think the only thing we can talk about is the fights, really, that I can think of. Um, can we talk and- about how, um, how ne- how well they got Zack's character in this movie? I loved it. The arrogance, the, 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 just the, I don't know much about his character, but I love whenever he's on screen. Although he was a creep towards Tina. Let's point that out. Yeah, he's a creep to her in this movie, but to be fair, in the Dead or Alive games as well, mostly the beach volleyball games, he owns his own island and he's a creep to every girl. Of course. <coughs> Which, by the way, they fucking got in beach volleyball in this movie. They squeeze beach volleyball into this. That was a thing by this point, right? That had to have been. Yeah, I think the first one came out in 2003, and I think that boosted Dead or Alive's popularity because of the whole, hey, look, scantily clad um, ladies playing volleyball. Like, where did that come from? Oh, yeah, there's a fighting game attributed to this. I didn't know that. Exactly. So they they have, I think, Kasumi. uh, Oh, let's talk about Helena. I feel like they're, I feel like, okay, so Helena is clearly important to the to the movie. She's supposed to be. She's the daughter of the dude who organized the tournament first. But yet, she's undercooked like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, she's barely in the movie. And she's supposed to be like the big key character to unlock the mysteries behind the whole DOA tournament. Yeah, exactly. And it's like... Because in a quick and the movie doesn't smart enough where like you as an audience know okay the important characters should follow are Kasumi, uh, Tina and Christy and Christy those are the th- those are the three characters that I should follow, and then here comes Helena who is cool and all but like it seems like she's supposed to be the chosen one I don't it's like it's just like they lost who the main character was for a while um, a little bit the thing that bothered me though is about it's not even about Helena is the self insert Weatherby character. Yeah. I, listen, listen, I understand we all were there where we saw a very beautiful girl and we wanted her number, but we couldn't get her number. So I'm going to write a story where I get a number. Weatherby is not, like, he's not as creep. Okay, he is creepy. He fucking watches her while she's getting, like, like, let's be real. He was creepy. And, and so, like, I just don't, I, and just the older I get, I don't like self, because it's clearly a self-insert character by one of the writers who was like who probably had a crush on a girl who looked like Helena and couldn't get her number and it's like all right I'm going to write this character and it's like if it was a okay if it was a genuine thing where like say um uh rather be gradually got to know Helena throughout the tournament or and Helena was more impactful in the tournament I would be okay with them making it out of the end of the movie but he just shows up once after the beach thing Said is very awkward, like extremely awkward, which I get it. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with being awkwardness, but like, why would she like him other than like it's because the writers want him, want her to like him? Someone on the writing staff was clearly projecting. Exactly, and she's like any of the typical thing, like oh, it's it's not weatherby, it's actually this and stuff like that, and it's just. 
Like, and he's the typical, like, Weatherby's just a typical nerd character. They even had the intense hacker scene, which I couldn't help but cackle at that. That was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But, like, um, I, I, like, I wanted more, because she seemed cool. I liked the energy that the actress who played Helena, um, Sarah Carter, um, uh, who I, I'm trying to see what she, what she else has done, but it looks like not much. Um, she was in Smallville. I saw that. Uh, um... But, uh, like, I feel like there could have been more with her, considering her perceived role among the other characters. For sure. And her uh, style of using snake martial arts is pretty cool. Yeah, that was neat. Absolutely. Actually, I think that's another credit game of this movie, is that, like, you actually saw different fighting styles. Um, and, 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 and they were as best you could. Like, you had brawlers, you had strikers, you had martial artists, you had different... Types and I thought that would, that this should be commended for sure. Yeah, like Dead or Alive uh, isn't the strongest when it comes to martial arts representation, but the movie itself does a pretty good job. Yeah, exactly. Um, I honestly I feel like in, in back to Helena is like you could have dropped Chris, switch Christie around. Like Christie could have been the one to like steal an invitation to the tournament or something, and and have Helena be part of that trio, which makes her more important, and Christie. I, I think like that's that an actual thing in the games that, that you're explaining right now. Okay, well, there you go. I've, I've never played a single DOA in my life, so... Um, I feel like that's what they should have gone with, but... Uh, I guess we can talk about the fights, because uh, there's not there's a lot, but a lot of them are not substantial. Yeah. Um, the one that comes to mind immediately is... so the enti- And I actually like that they build up to it, um, is Zack versus Tina, which doesn't happen to the end of the movie. Yeah, it happens at the end of the second act, and they build up to it, uh, to it uh, as soon as they drop on the island. Right, and, and and the whole point is that Zach is constantly hitting on Tina, and Tina wants none of it. Tina's just like, get away from me, stop bugging me, until finally she agrees with them. And I think they have the in terms of the in terms of like the most well, like with the most screen time. I think they have the best fight in the movie. Oh, for sure, like. This action seems incredibly genuine to me. Mm-hmm. They even um, uh, put in the stage transition of the dramatic ring out that they invented in the in the games themselves, which I thought was a neat touch. Exactly. Yeah, I, was, I think it was really cool. Um, and I do like Zach's mash, Mishima, Mishima pants. Those are nice. For sure. Um, so... Outside of that, the only fight I could think of is because I there. Although I do love the Leon Kasumi fight, only because it was just we're gonna throw Leon through everything. We're gonna throw him through walls, throw him through tables. I, even I give, love the even uh, make an homage to Commando where um, two people are too busy fucking and. Uh, all of a sudden, these two people just come in, uh, bursting in their room, fighting each other. Exactly. That that was that was pretty pretty really great. And I love that Max and Christy. Obviously, they're naked, so they can't le- exactly leave. So they just like, hey, let's just watch the fight and enjoy popcorn. He got popcorn. I got popcorn. Christy's um, just like nice. Exactly. Um, I thought I thought it was a fun fight. Although again, Kasumi just. I never believed her as a fighter. This actress, like how they shot her and how she moved, I never, I never believed her. Unfortunately, yeah. I hate to sound like I'm dying on Kasumi, but she's the weakest link in terms of the main characters. For sure, yeah. Um. So besides that, the only one I can think of is the um, 
oh god, it's not a fight, but the ridiculous Helena versus the guards on the steps. <laughs> that was just that was just pure. I think one moment I can remember for that is when she like does the sword thing and she look she can look at the reflection uh, on the sword and just how absurd it was. I I love There's that some part. Kill Bill shit. Exactly. Um, but uh, I think the only fight I can think of is the fact that Hayate is not dead. He is, in fact, alive, and he's been kept in peak physical condition um, only for uh, to fight Donovan. And I do like how they do this fight. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Donovan has the has the has his fighting style and has um, the fighting styles of all the other characters in him. So pretty much what it'll do is like it'll show him getting his ass kicked for like the first time. And then he'll go, it'll basically be download complete, and he pretty much counters everything that Hayati does. And it makes her, like, listen, I know it was a stuntman doing it, but whatever camera trickery they did, it made me believe it was Eric Roberts doing all that shit. Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure he can do all that flippy-dippy shit for real. So, <laughs> kudos to the, to the stunt team there. Exactly. Very, very good. Um, yeah, uh, and, and... So let's talk about Eric Roberts real quick. Um... Not, he's not a dictator. He's not a world entering conqueror or shape shifting sorcerer. He's just a dude with a lot of money. But yeah, pretty much. But like, he was, he was absurdly cool. Like, I loved his robes. I loved his hair. Like, and he had the sense of like, I'm just vibing, man. I'm a pervert, but I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, it really gives off the laid-back final boss uh, kind of vibe. Yeah, I think it's different. I think it's nice. Like, I like that the final boss was not, like, some... Like, this wasn't, like, a world-ending event. This is just a, a small tournament on an island. That's all it is. It's not yeah, the fate of the no world. Yeah, there's no Tengus or demons like you would see in the games. Nah, he's just a regular dude that has sunglasses. Exactly, I, I think that's perfectly fine. Not everything. It's like it's like Fatal Fury, you know, going to King of Fighters. Like it's just about Geese Howard and in Southtown and in Fatal Fury. Like all of a sudden, there's ancient demons from thousands of years. Like what happened? Um, yeah, King of Fighters is wild. So like, uh, I I like how small it is. Is there anything else that I missed? Um, I believe that's most of the major stuff. Although we did kind of skim over the fact that Hayabusa is also a badass. Yeah, oh, the thing is, like, he doesn't really get much screen time. That's the thing that sucks. Yeah, right? He's, like, one... He's, like, the biggest Tecmo character. Like, he's the main dude. Like, he should have as much screen time as the leading ladies. But he doesn't, right. and that sucks. No. The most you see him fight is in the montage uh, opening part of the tournament. And, like, you can tell he this guy does his own stunts and does his own fight choreography... But, like, they cut away from it so much for the other fights. Um, and we also just... see him take on a bunch of uh, foot soldiers while they're having the volleyball uh, game going on. Yeah, that was cool. But, like, there's not enough of him. And, I, it, and like, obviously they, they maybe they had a limited run time. Or, you know, who knows? But it's a shame that, like, Haya, like a character like Ryu Hayabusa, Ninja Gaiden Man himself, um, you know... Uh, doesn't didn't get a lot of play. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And uh, if this movie didn't tank as bad as it did, I'd imagine there would probably be like a Ninja Gaiden prequel to this. That would be cool. Yeah, that would that would be cool for sure. Um, just maybe get a different actress for 
Kasumi. Or maybe just not have Kasumi in it at all. Um, I don't think Kasumi is in regular Ninja Gaiden anyway. Uh, it's yeah. mostly just uh, Momiji and stuff. <laughs> um, uh, exactly. So, who knows? But, um, yeah, uh, like, but they don't ever call him Ryu Hayabusa, it's just, it's just Hayabusa, so you, it's kind of one of those things where, like, you have to know, to know, and is Hayate in the game, in, in, I uh, think, is he? Hayate is a main player in DOA, yes. Okay, that, that, that's what I figured. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of what else we missed, uh, outside, I mean, I do like... I do like again. I do like the opening tournament where like any it, like the idea that anywhere a fight can happen anywhere anyone. So it kind of has that. I kind of would like to see like this in a in like a television format, like toward over like eight episodes, where you get to see more fights um, and more character development. I think that's right for that, and with yeah, the same sure. just as craziness. But I can see why this movie bombed though. Like it's the acting's kind of stiff. The script is pretty weak overall. But it holds it, and, and it doesn't have like like the the trio of, of Chrissy, Kasumi, and Tina is not nearly as strong as say Johnny Cage, Luke Kang, or it's not even there. They're kind of only there like through happenstance, and they don't even interact that much. They're pretty much separate most of the movie because they have their own individual storylines going on. Yeah, uh, this movie isn't great on like a narrative or a character driven level, but it is still pretty fun nonetheless. Exactly. Uh, I, I I think, um, like if you if you go into it not expecting anything, I think you'll have a fun time, and you just want some like crazy uh, kung fu, crazy uh, martial arts action. I think you're gonna get it here. Um, yeah. I I don't know if I would watch this. So I think I'd rather watch this over Street Fighter '94 because this is just for sure. This actually, this actually has more entertaining stuff, despite Raul Julia's amazing performance. Yeah. Um, I, I think that wraps it though for this one, uh, like a relatively short one in comparison to um, Mortal Kombat last week. Yeah, for sure. Like we have more moral attachment to the other two franchises we covered. Dead or Alive, not so much. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so uh, I think that does it. So let's go ahead and uh, and wrap this up. And Tyler, what movie are we watching next? We've been dreading this day for a very long time. Next week, we'll be revisiting Street Fighter with The Legend of Chun-Li. Oh, Ooh, no. boy. I thought Tekken was next, but nope. Oh. I've never seen this movie, so Get ready, I'm expecting Tyler. the worst. Yeah. It's going to make... I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to make Street Fighter 94 look like an Oscar winner in comparison. Trust me. I'll believe you, based oh, on what I, I've heard. I paid money for that movie. I went to a theater. I saw it. Um, okay. Uh, please tell everybody where they can find you at. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sNotTy. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I also uh, sometimes stream on Twitch.tv slash TireShoes1, where I stream ranked and unranked Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel matches, whether with randos or friends. So check that out at your leisure. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelous Iggy. And you can follow me live at twitch.tv slash Iggy2814, where I stream live four times a week. Check my schedule to see what I'm playing. And, of course, you can go to charchart.com listen to this episode, as well as our flagship show, the Charge Shot Gamescast, our watch-long series I do with Thomas at the Wrestling Shows, 
Uh, I'll check out all that at Charchers.com. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see y'all back next week for Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Until next time, guys. Stay fight on, I guess. I don't know what they said in DLA. That's Killer Instinct. Too bad there's no Killer Instinct movie. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.